0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 16 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, everybody. A podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today is all about a quiet place. We previewed this on our April preview, and I think that we had some pretty high expectations for this movie, so it'll be interesting to talk about whether or not we felt like it lived up to it. If you don't remember from our April preview, A Quiet Place is about a family who's forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. It's directed by John Krasinski, which is Jim from The Office. He's got a few other movies he directed. I think one was The Hollers. There's another one he did, but nothing that's really amounted to anything. The cast in this movie, Emily Blunt, his wife, and then John Krasinski himself. And then the two kids are in that. And really, besides maybe one other person, that's it for the cast.
1: I think maybe two people, if you count like a dead body or something. Yeah, they had speaking lines. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah there was like no cast in this movie besides them. I had a really high heart rate for the last probably. It's a short runtime, hour and a half. So I would say for probably the last 45 minutes, my heart was beating out of my chest. And for like five minutes after the movie, my heart was still beating out of my chest. It's a very intense movie, for sure. So I know one of the things we talked about in April preview was this idea of silence. So the trailer was selling you on this idea of they can't talk. And I know you and I both were kind of curious as to whether they were going to you know, pull the rug out from underneath us, and twenty minutes into the movie, they're all just chatting up a storm now. But kudos to John Krasinski; they stuck to their guns
1: on this whole
0: thing. They committed.
1: Yeah, it was good. That whole premise—it's hard to do, and I think they they did it beautifully. Yeah,
0: and I think having in the story they have a deaf daughter, I think that helped too, because then they were able to communicate with sign language, and it didn't—it didn't seem. Unnatural, especially as they kind of explain the timeline of events that like this only happened like in a year. Right. So, I, they, so you they, wouldn't, they didn't they, learn sign language yeah, within a year. Exactly. Yeah. So that kind of filled that plot hole that they have a deaf daughter. So that's why they were able to go ahead and communicate. And, but, you know, we've talked about this, I think with a few other movies, I don't remember which ones in particular, but there's sometimes where other people that can't find emotion in movies In the movie that they're trying to to tell, the story they're trying to tell, should look at a movie like this and just be embarrassed. Because here John Krasinski's making a movie where he's not letting anybody really talk through the whole movie. Yet you still feel his connection to his wife and his connection to his kids. And even not just that he loves them, but there's conflict. And they're doing all this without saying words. So to these other people who make movies filled with words that give you no emotion, it's like, God just look at how this happened. I mean, on one hand, I was terrified in the movie. On the other hand, I was really like feeling, you know, gut wrenching at the kind of rough relationship that he has with his daughter. It's just, I I don't know that there was so much that stuck out about this movie, but to commit to the silence and to still be able to do so much, even in the silence should make other people feel like idiots who can't do it with a regular movie is what I'm trying to say.
1: (laughs) Now, were you, Scared at any point in the movie, or is it just more tense?
0: Um, well, I don't know, because I guess I don't. I wouldn't say that I really get scared in movies.
1: Well, even even the jumpy scared, you know. So I don't think this movie had. It wasn't a I'm afraid to walk around my house and make noise, you know, no that type of thing, or I want all the lights on to see what's you know. I I didn't.
0: I don't really get that way with movies though.
1: Yeah, you well, know, I haven't in a long time. Yeah, uh, and then I mean... <laughs> that's the problem with 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 horror movies or scary movies is they're supposed to make you feel that way, you know? right? And of course, you do when you're a kid. So seeing a movie is terrifying, you know, but not having, not being terrified.
0: Well, right? I say terrifying from the sense of I was terrified for the characters. Like I'm not in fear of my life sitting in the movie theater, but like I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? And I'm on the edge of my seat, and I just want to know what's gonna happen in the movie. That's what I mean. Like, I'm scared for the characters in the movie and it's causing my heart rate to go completely up.
1: Yeah. It was definitely intense. Yeah. They did that really well. And again, that the silence piece and the the trailer, they didn't give away. The trailer didn't give away anything of importance. No. But it gave you the premise. It gave what, what was going on. Yeah. They, they hooked you. They, and dropped, the, you right they and dropped you right in it. They dropped you right in it. And
0: kind of on that same vein, I love that the one scene that they showed in the trailer, uh, besides her pregnancy. The one scene that they showed in the trailer was something potentially happening to their son, right? They showed him walking with the space shuttle, and the sound goes off, and they all just freak out. And I love that they led the movie with that, because otherwise you're kind of sitting there, right? If the son had been alive three-fourths of the way through the movie, you would have been just sitting there going, okay, get to the space shuttle scene. I know something's going to happen. Let's just get to it. So they just got it out of the way in the very beginning and said, the scene we showed you in the trailer, we're showing it to you now. And even worse, it has a shitty ending. Like, <laughs> the, the son gets killed.
1: Ripped, ripped away. Yeah. Right in front of his family. Like, I don't know about
0: you, but when I was watching that, I thought for sure somebody was going to save him. Right? Like, John would get there. At the last minute, they'd run get, back to their house really fast. Get there, throw,
1: throw the ship to make a sound somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, you know, something like that. And they go, hey, next time, listen to me. You know, I, yeah. thought, that, I thought that was kind of what's right. coming. Right, right. Uh, nope, kid kid got snatched. Yeah. He's
0: gone. But you're just sitting there at the beginning of the movie like,
1: Oh,
0: because to me, if you do that in the very beginning of a movie, you're kind of saying
1: anybody could die, anybody
0: is fair game. And I mean, I know it's a little bit different when it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, because you always play that game, too. Well, they're the bigger stars. But I mean, you're kind of saying, like, we're not going to mess around this movie. And I love, too, that it was it was just set up so well because it was the deaf daughter who had given him the toy that set up the potential bad relationship between her and the dad, because she thought he blamed her for the son's death and Emily Blunt struggling with it and all that stuff. So that first scene just sets up so much for the movie. That was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Cause we're, we're still within a hundred days of the kid dying. Yeah. Of where the bulk of the movie was. Right. And so everyone's still dealing with the loss of a family member and whose fault is it? Right. You know, and who blames who and you know, it's, You know, it's nobody's fault. It just, it just happened. Yeah. But but of course you feel guilty of what could I have done differently? Everybody across, across the board felt like it was their fault in one way or another. And so having that dynamic, you know, it's done really well.
0: Right. Yeah. Completely agree. I I just, I thought it got off to a good start and from there it just, it kept going. The last movie I can remember feeling this intense was Dunkirk. I felt like that movie kind of got on the gas and never let up the entire movie. And that's, this one didn't go straight from the beginning. I mean, it had that scene in the beginning, and then it kind of takes a step back and resets of how their life is since that has happened. And then it starts going. And then once it starts back up, it doesn't stop. So you touched a little bit on this. It was shot really well. It wasn't one of those where I would say, like, I was in love with every shot, but I definitely felt every shot had a purpose. I was really impressed with John Krasinski. He felt like he knew what he was doing. And I can't imagine it would be easy to direct a horror movie if you've never done that. Which, you know, this is horror, suspense, whatever, but I thought he did a really good job. One of the things that stuck out was when Emily Blunt's going up the stairs and she catches her sack of clothes on the nail and it sticks up, you know, and he just right. holds the camera on that nail and everybody in the audience is like, nobody's even anywhere near stepping on it at that point, but you could just hear it in the audience with the 10 people that were in mind. They're like, oh. and you, and I mean, you could criticize him for like being a dead giveaway. But then you just know that that's coming back later. And you're like, no. Yeah,
1: someone's stepping on that nail. Yeah. And then when she does, when she comes back down and she steps on that nail yeah. while, while in labor. Yeah. You know, so it's like... And R-r-r-r-r. while in
0: labor and trying to hide from a monster. And,
1: and the monster's coming after her. Yeah, yeah. she steps on it. And then she's slowly pulling her foot off that. I was like, oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't watch that. Yeah. yeah.
0: There were so many really, really good things done. But where I was kind of going with that was even though visually... It may not have been like every shot is perfect. The The sound in this movie was so good. It's a silent movie. They're not talking most of the time. But when they're focusing on like John Krasinski or Emily Blunt, you can hear the wind, you can hear the leaves rustling, everything. But when they switch to the deaf daughter, it goes completely
1: soundless. Yeah, There's, from her, her perspective, yeah. you could tell, okay, so she she can't hear anything. Right. Yeah.
0: And again, it, it's not anything groundbreaking, but it was just a really nice touch in terms of, they knew, I guess, that they were going to play at this sound or quiet angle. And to me, to find a layer even in silence, he's really paying attention like to the details of his craft. Because you could have just left the ambient noise for everybody. But it was just an extra layer of cool to
1: really shut off all sound when you're having the perspective of the daughter. Yeah, making her deaf was crucial to the plot from the standpoint of as we mentioned earlier the sign language mm-hmm. oh that's you could have had them just doing sign language and have nobody deaf and say, oh well they just had to learn it because yeah they're they're hiding or you know but but making that a key component was, was just just a smart move
0: yeah it's a smart that's, that's a fair th- i thought this movie was smart it was smart in its execution and i didn't feel like it dealt too much in typical horror tropes too much it didn't do anything groundbreaking but it also it kind of avoided i guess the pitfalls that some horror movies will tend to fall into so horror movies just in general can be really really bad and so when you find one that actually tries to be a good movie and tries to be smart about how it's preventing presenting itself and not doing the cliched things it, it makes it feel pretty good I, I will say the one thing this thing this movie did that was cliched was it did have a fair amount of jump scares in it. And the one thing that bothered me about the sound was I felt like the score always cued you up for when a jump scare was kind of coming.
1: No, I agree. And I'm fine with jump scares. I, I expect that. Yeah. I want those. You yeah. Know, as we mentioned, you're not going to be hiding under your covers at night and going <laughs> home, but, but you want to get that, that scare in the theater when you're there. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it's falling into those bad horror movie type especially when you have a monster on screen mm-hmm. you know as yeah. a cgi monster that this could go really bad really quick once we see the monster mm-hmm. i thought it did a good job with with that yeah so you didn't really see it i mean you saw glimpses of it you know darting here and there yeah uh, you didn't really see it until probably the last third yeah of the movie. that's probably right and how it operated and and what it was about and right i thought they did that really well
0: yeah and that was the other thing. So jumping back to our first piece of the conversation that I liked about the very first scene was you. I think after we watched the trailer, we kind of knew that they were real with monsters. They weren't going to mess with us with that, like the village we kind of talked about. Right. But that really set it in stone once the boy got killed. Right. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. that, OK, there is something and it's not human and it's getting them. And so it's really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was good. Yeah, you're right. You could see a CGI monster and immediately just be like, oh, God, I don't like that design or it's it's way too fake. And to their credit, the CGI monsters worked really well. I thought the design was cool. The way it moved was cool. You know, they they made it where you could hear it coming from a, a ways away. The one thing I thought was an interesting piece about the trailer, too. So I think I don't know if I said this or if you said this in the preview, but I thought the red lights were caused by when the monsters get we're, close. We're close, yeah. But that's just us overthinking things. It was so <laughs> much more simple than that. It was. it was just their warning system to each other that if they come back and they see red lights on at the farm Something's wrong. There's monsters. There's monsters. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like it's like Occam's razor. Like that's the simplest thing. But you and I were like, oh, they must have some energy
1: source. Or when they come by, some turning (laughs) the lights red, (laughs) right? Which I don't know why we immediately went there, but I well because you you saw the yellow lights and then you saw them all be red, but you didn't see them sitting next to each other. Really, you didn't really look that closely. And I think it was the
0: editing of the trailer. Like I think he hears something on the roof, and then they show the lights going red. So we just kind of assume. But yeah, then it made like when she flipped that switch and turned i'm i was like oh i'm stupid
1: <laughs> so, yeah that makes sense and yeah so, so that i was like is she flipping the switch because she's pregnant or is she flipping the switch because there's monsters yeah so i'm pregnant if she's going into labor right is that, is that the hey i'm going in labor lights or is that or just hey danger in general
0: yeah i guess i took it as danger in general knowing that that also applies to monsters <laughs> but it's a very binary thing right Hey, trouble in general, I overcooked the dinner. We have nothing to eat tonight. <laughs> or yeah. there's a monster here.
1: Well, and she flipped the switch after she was being chased? Or or as soon as her water broke?
0: I don't remember the timing
1: because I, I feel like... Because the monster wasn't there until she got into the tub. Mm, no, no, she already no. hurt her foot. Yeah,
0: see, well, yeah. I don't know. The order is the order's weird. I can't remember it in my head. I feel like she went into labor... Before the monster showed up and then she went to go do something and the monsters were like, and that was the thing. I don't remember why the monsters showed up there. It just randomly, like sometimes it would just show up. There was the one part where she wakes up in the basement. And the basement's flooded, and there's just a monster sitting in the water.
1: Well, I took that as the the water, the sound of the water that's not normally there. Okay. But, but that, attracted it.
0: that was a really good jump scare without being... I'm doing air quotes, like people listening can understand this, but that was a really good... <laughs> they heard those in your voice, right, so Yeah, air quotes. That yeah. was a really good non-jump scare jump scare because... I think the way they did it was, you know, she wakes up, she's groggy from having the baby. Somehow there's water in here, and she's looking all around to figure out what the water... And then when she looks over, there's so just a monster in the corner. Like, almost... it's really dark down there, so I remember looking at
1: me like, is that... Oh, yep, that's a monster. And then it goes underwater, where it's like, ah, yeah. hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you can't see anymore, yeah. it's just somewhere underwater. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you know where the water came from?
1: So, it, when... Uh, John Kraczynski got out of there. They built a little bunker that was soundproof. Yeah. You know, for that's where they're going to keep the baby, you know.
0: Yeah, they like paper mache all the walls yeah. and built like a coffin for the baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are going to smother it with the, <laughs> Right. When he got out, it showed a burst pipe on the, the side where the water started trickling in. But I don't know what caused the burst okay. pipe. Uh, I yeah, remember. It was like, why didn't he notice that there's water yeah. pouring in? when he was getting out. Yeah,
0: you're right. So he he gets out of the floor. To the and floor. then it shows immediately after he gets out, it kind of shows the water seeping, but you don't get any idea where that water comes from. Uh, it, yeah, burst pipe or something, but it's not explained really.
1: Not really, and I, and I wonder if it came from when cuz she was being chased by the monster earlier. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if the monster did that okay. in the house during that scene before right. he, they were drawn away but the, he didn't, Yeah, I guess he didn't really see the water pouring in. Right. I was I'm assuming he would have done something about that.
0: Yeah. I was trying to quickly think back in my head, if she turned on the bathtub or the shower when she was having the baby, but I, I don't think so. So I don't know. Cause that okay. would have attracted. Yeah. Monsters. My wife and I were talking about that after the movie, we're like, where did the, where did the water come from? And neither of us
1: could remember. And it, yeah, they panned over, and it was a burst pipe for some reason. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was still worried about the damn monsters in the house, still worried about where <laughs> the water's coming from, which is a credit to this movie that, you know, usually that would be one of those things like, okay, where'd the water come from? But I just didn't care. I was like, just get out. <laughs> Please get out. Yeah, so it's super intense. I, th- I thought everybody did a good job of acting. I thought Emily Blunt was great. I thought John Krasinski was great. She's always great. The kids were great. And I, I can't say enough about how good of acting they had to do to be able to pull off all the range of emotions they did without really talking. And it's kind of funny because John Krasinski was kind of known for that in the office, right? Like he'd always his give a, looks. his looks. Yeah. to So, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's good at that. And he played up to his strengths there. So I know you and I have talked about this, but signs, there's definitely some, some signs in there, a little bit of Tin Cloverfield lane. And I've read that this was almost a Cloverfield movie, which Cloverfield, whoever's running that J.J. J. Abrams should shoot himself for opting to somehow do Cloverfield Paradox and not pick this one up. It's a bit extreme, but yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that is aggressive. But I mean, 10 <laughs> Cloverfield, or not 10 Cloverfield, Lane, Cloverfield Paradox was so bad. Right. And this was so good, especially in comparison that
1: Cloverfield would have done, would have been very well off having picked up this movie. You mentioned signs. So 90% of this movie, I was I was really engaged and really enjoying. And then the... I call it the signs aspect you know, cuz that's they they take this this hearing aid which uh, clearly it's a sound based monster that's its its strength is is hearing and that child's disability is the way that we solve the problem yes yeah. so i that that's the weakness it's, i it seemed very cheesy very put a bow on it there's somehow I, I like
0: there's some kind of feedback, right? So when the when the monster is using its high sound sensitivity, it causes some feedback. Uh, almost and, like sonar, I guess. Yeah, it causes some kind of. It's not really sonar. Yeah. It's it's more like, but it's something's happening where the hearing aid that the girl has, which taking a step back, John Krasinski has tried to build her hearing aids on his own. He's been researching. It shows it in his basement, and he can't ever get one to work. But this one he gives her that she tries. Whenever a monster comes near and starts doing its sound scanning, we'll call it, it creates some kind of feedback that the girl hears, and her ear is a high pitch frequency, and the monster hears, and it freaks the monster out. So those They are run couple, away. Yeah, yeah, they run away. But then the last time, towards the end of the movie, she decides to put that hearing aid up to a microphone that they have in their basement and blast the sound, and it really Fs with the monster. It And when it does this sound scanning thing, it opens up its kind of like... Pans. Armor protection yeah. on its head, and eventually Emily Blunt shoots it while it's doing that, and that's how they kill one. Because before that, you had seen stuff in the basement that said, "You
1: know, it's it's armor, uh armor question mark,
0: or bulletproof yeah. or something like that." Yeah, so it, my, it didn't
1: say bulletproof. Yeah, said, so
0: that's what I was. So, because clearly they would have tried the military or whatever would have tried to shoot, or even farmers would have tried to shoot these monsters to it's try and kill them.
1: They're faster. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I would have liked to have at least seen them shoot it at some point right and it not work maybe it's the farmer that's that they run into or or something and it not works so we okay we understand that you can't just shoot these things and then you know something like that because it opens up its head and it falls back in the basement when they're hearing it and so then it stands up and then she shoots it i think it's i think its head was still open though when it stands back up and so I would have liked, okay, now it's open right. You know, to just to realize and then you can, you can shoot it when it's open.
0: Yeah. I but I think you get that from I think you can take everything that you get from John Krasinski's newspapers and whiteboards and everything as fact that it's proven out because clearly they would all of not all of humanity, but the bulk of humanity that's been, I guess, killed by these monsters as what as this movie kind of states you know it never really says how many people it doesn't do the cheesy movie thing where like 85 percent of the world's population is gone right. but you can Cause assume because
1: who, who's writing this newspaper right Right, now? yeah
0: <laughs> so you can assume that not only has things gone really bad in the last year but a lot of people have died and we haven't found ways to kill them so i think it's you can take it at face value that they can't shoot these things
1: yeah we know that it's sensitive to sound because that's on all the newspaper articles mm-hmm. and so that's why they're being quiet whatnot you would think the next logical thing is, okay, what about a really loud sound? Right. And you'd think that that would have already been a solution yeah. that, that they would have found. And so that's where I'm getting into Maybe my... they didn't have time. It all went down in like a year, right? <laughs> Some If they had enough time to write newspaper articles, <laughs> they, 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 could have found, yeah. they could have found out yeah. a, a solution I, to this. And, and so that, that's where I was like, oh, that seems so... So easy <laughs> that it's. I heard uh,
0: this conversation in my head as I was watching the movie. When they <laughs> when they did that, I was like, "Carson's not going to be happy about that because he'll want to know why the military didn't bring out the the riot things. You know that they put that, on top that, of police you know, they, vans. They have that they, them. Yeah, I know they, they have them. I, I knew where this was going. The movie have happened. them like, here
1: in our our local city. Right. You know, it's, I knew
0: you were not going to like that piece. And to me, I was just like, I don't care. I, I'm having so much fun in this movie that that little. Thing doesn't bother me. It
1: did such a great job of uh, throughout the movie and getting me invested. And then on his whiteboard, it says weakness question mark. And they kept focusing on yeah. the hearing. You you knew that that was going to be it.
0: But it makes sense so, though, right? I mean, it,
1: it does make it doesn't make sense that why it wasn't a solution or why it hasn't been tried. In,
0: well, sure, it doesn't make sense. I can understand that angle as to why it wasn't tried in the movie by the military or something else. But it does make sense that it that is a weakness for it if it's sensitive to sound It'd be like. Is something sensitive to light and you shine a bright light in its eyes. Or ice. water. Right. Or water. <laughs> but that, that science is a little bit different in that regard. There, there are, I there... mean,
1: to me, it was the exact same ending uh, no. of, to that for no. Signs as it is there. So that's where, that's where it left me. It's like, oh, it's so close.
0: It's not the exact same, though. Science was completely arbitrary in terms of the water being left by the daughter in the house just because she didn't like the taste of it. That had no real resonating meaning. It, asthma? Huh? She didn't have asthma. The is boy that, had asthma. Yeah, his his asthma. That has nothing to do with the water being left around the house. It was just cuz she didn't like the taste.
1: It was a it was all coincidence and it was all you well, know, but, oh, so, but there's an but the easy solution. Signs just, tied
0: into faith and Mel Gibson's character's lack of faith and all that kind of stuff, but what I'm saying is her leaving the water around the house had no real meaning in the movie whatsoever. At least with A Quiet Place her deafness is tied into everything. It's shown that John's trying to fix her thing. That's how he's trying to help her out. And she's resentful of him. They show a scene where she doesn't want to do that anymore. And he's adamant that, you know, he, she needs to keep trying because he wants to fix it for her. But that ties into the fact that she thinks he blames her for the son's death and all blah, blah. blah. So it's all of that built into this concept of this hearing aid and his daughter and all this in the sound and everything. And so it has more meaning when it's, Tied to that, where science is just glasses sitting around it, the house.
1: It was all it was all too, too convenient. It was obvious that that, that was going to be a solution. Sure, they and, oh they and, telegraph
0: it from midway through the yeah. first time the monster runs away because of her hearing aid. They're telling you what's going to happen.
1: Well, the first time you saw saw the hearing aid, yeah, I I knew that that was going to be the the solution to it. Well, yeah. r- it, but that
0: but that's because <laughs> that's because you're watching a movie called A Quiet Place. Where you know everybody has to stay quiet, and you have somebody who's deaf.
1: I mean, but, but the problem is, you do everything so great, you do everything so smart throughout the movie, and then you, you end it with this, this, what I consider cheap out. You know, of this is how we're gonna. Why defeat. is it cheap
0: if it's the most logical path?
1: Because they shouldn't even be in that, that situation. Mean, that, ha- that should have been an answer already. Well, right. So, and But, like, but that doesn't make
0: for a good movie for the military. I mean, you could easily come up with some kind of backstory as to, like, maybe people were wiped out in the first 10 days. It's been 100 days since it happened. Maybe everybody got wiped out in the first 10 days because they literally could not be stopped.
1: And then they wouldn't have written a newspaper article about it. You know, and but he had all these different articles. So, it was but going news, on for newspaper a while, writers don't and know he anything and about bought a newspaper. You know, <laughs> New, so he had newspaper.
0: Art, newspaper writers don't know anything about sonic weaponry.
1: It was enough for people to drop these off at people's doorsteps in order for him to get this this newspaper. Yeah. So it's not a worldwide. It, it's epidemic. a it's a
0: means of communication. But it wasn't,
1: it wasn't a worldwide <laughs> epidemic to where they stopped delivering papers. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, but it,
0: don't you don't think people will still want to keep communicating even in times of crisis? That doesn't mean that they are experts in sonic warfare. Yes, but
1: the, it wouldn't have been in 10 days. In 10 days, all, all these things. Well, uh, I'm just saying. kill everybody in 10 days. I, I'm just then... saying
0: I don't understand why you have an issue with the hearing aid being the tool for figuring out their weakness when that that's the most logical possible weakness of the monster. He, yeah, it sounds it, like you it want it something just... completely out of left field to figure out how to beat these things when that this is the most logical path.
1: If she hadn't have been deaf... And use their radio and use some sort of sound. Okay. It just, it was telegraphed and it was a, kind of a, what I feel is a cop out. Everything else was so smart in doing this movie except uh, the end. And that and that's, that's where it left me with that. I, that I think far. you're
0: confusing smart with different or creative. Like, I, I don't Yeah, understand. It wasn't different or creative. Well, it, was, right. it was signs again. But no, it wasn't signs. It, it made sense. Signs didn't make sense. Signs was her leaving water around because she didn't like the taste of it. And then they accidentally splashed the alien with it. I'm I'm
1: pretty sure Emily Blunt signaled, swing away, Meryl, at at, at the end. This is at
0: least cohesive in the sense that it ties into the environment. They've built up a reason for her to have a hearing aid, obviously, because she's deaf. So it is just this family just coincidentally stumbles upon the solution for killing one of the monsters. And it's all tied to the fact that her dad wouldn't give up on her to try and help her be able to hear in this world because if she can't hear, she's not going to live very long without them. He's trying to set up his kids to support themselves in a world with monsters. And if she can't hear, she's toast. So there's this whole drive and meaning behind this. On top of that, it makes sense that the monster's weakness, its strength would expose itself as a weakness. Signs is just random. No, signs is completely arbitrary. It's,
1: it's not, it's the name of the movie. It's signs that everything happens for a reason and it's higher power that there's a reason why these things happened. And so everything from the wife's death to his asthma to her water to Meryl not making it. Sure. It was all lined up for this event to, to keep the family safe. And sure. It was, it, was, it was a sign. That's why they were there. Yeah, that's fair. And so, I, again, I just, I didn't like how, how easy it was there at the end because it was, again, so so wrapped up. But my other, my other issue was John Krasinski sacrificed himself to save his kids. Mm-hmm. Beautiful scene, wonderful scene, loved it. He has the axe in hand. He drops the axe to to sign his daughter, mm-hmm. and then just sacrifice himself. Why not at least try? You know, if you know that something,
0: axe. if you know that something is armor plated, and you don't think that you've been able to shoot it with a gun, ever.
1: He had the axe to begin with.
0: No, I know, but. I think that was when he thought he may have to go fight for his kids and be on the attack.
1: Well, that's the same thing he was doing there. No, he was. Could he not fight the same creature with that axe? We he could. Ha- ar- he walked up to that that truck with the axe in hand, intending to fight it.
0: Well, he thought he was going to have to fight it away from his kids. Now, when you're just trying to distract it to come get you, what's really the point? He knows he's going to die. But again, I would I would argue that what does it really matter? It matters. It matters more that. That is, it is an emotional scene and dropping the ax is just a movie thing to do to show that you're giving up. You're not even going to fight. You're just giving up your life for your kids. It's symbology. Symbology. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so I don't think that that's really worth picking on. I mean, I think you'd have a better case if he decided to go and try and fist fight it to keep it away from his kids, but it was a symbol that he's giving up. He's sacrificing himself for his kids. There's no point in even fighting. He doesn't expect to live. He doesn't know. He knows he's not going to live. He knows an axe stands no chance against something that's armor-plated against bullets.
1: He doesn't know it against bullets. Well, it's, uh, it's armor, question it, mark? I think it's
0: implied. Yeah. So, well,
1: he did have the shotgun earlier.
0: Right. Again, when you're on the offensive, you're going to do whatever it is that you're going to do. If you're just going to give yourself up and sacrifice, why? Why? Why would you fight? To survive, he he knows he's not going to. That's the whole point of the scene.
1: Yeah, well, I also think that there's a better way for him to to survive and save the kids. And I just don't get why, like, why wouldn't they carry around more of the the egg timers? So so she uses the egg timer to distract right. the monster and run away. Why don't you think they'd be like armed with these things to where they could they could set it, throw it. and and to get away. Uh, So they had the fireworks thing, which was a good distraction. Mm -hmm. You know, they got, got them out of the way. I just think that living in that, like she clearly thought of it and like, that was going to be her plan to set the, set the timer and, and, and use that. I just figured that they would have those things after a year of avoiding these creatures that you would, come up with more stuff like that yeah maybe
0: maybe they do have more stuff but maybe it's in their best interest to try and always remain as quiet as possible maybe you don't want to have that egg timer in your bag because if it accidentally catches on your something in your bag and sets it to one and then it goes off when it's in your bag you're dead so maybe it's not the risk reward is not worth it
1: i'm just saying there's things that they could do sure I to distract it, but I, again, you can do I, I'm, this to
0: I'm, you can do this to any movie. There's, sure, there's never a movie that's
1: sure. But I try to put myself in the in the shoes of. Well, right, of, but of sometimes of you just have skater.
0: to enjoy the movie for
1: what it is. I mean, and I, and I did, and I, and I thought this was the best movie of 2018 so far. Yeah, I agree. I don't even think it, there's a a comparable movie. No, I think Black Panther
0: is my second. I just updated my list, but this is. I don't think this far I think better Black, than Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, Black Panther doesn't. It's been a bad year this. so far, though. That's true. I mean, it,
1: and we're only in. I
0: think you're giving a Quiet Place a compliment. I know you're giving a Quiet Place a compliment, but <laughs> it's but been also, a bad year so it, far.
1: It's been a bad year, and we haven't seen Avengers yet. So, right. uh, which is going to take that top spot? I'm already putting it there as right. the best movie of 2018 yeah. already. But uh, so far, uh, A Quiet Place is is there, and if, yeah, and if for some reason, you haven't seen it. Sorry. Yeah, my
0: God. Go see it. It's it, it's a movie that 100% deserves to be seen because it's not your traditional horror movie. I, I felt like it was somewhere between a commercially successful horror movie and the stuff that you and I have watched from A24. So like The Witch and It Comes at Night. It felt like it was somewhere in between there and it
1: had the best of both. And it was better than both of those. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. But what I'm also saying is it's also better than it has elements of those two movies. It also has elements of like your standard generic suspense, like a signs or something like that, but it somehow combined those two and created something better than all of those. And so I was, I'm just thoroughly impressed with everything about that movie. I can't wait to see it again. It's one of those movies that I'm not sure will get better on rewatch because you just cannot duplicate that first experience. Right. But I would say if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet, go see it at like a really weird time. Don't go see it at seven o'clock on a Saturday when there's going to be a bunch of people in the movie, you want not a lot of people in the crowd. Cause you're going to hear every bag crinkle, every popcorn, chew everything. And it'll just be distracting. Go see it at an oddball time and just enjoy it for what it is. You know, what gets me excited for, uh, Future Jim Halpert vehicles. Yeah. I mean, his first two, if you go look on it, like the Hollers and something else are just really kind of, I don't even think I saw them, but they didn't even look good.
1: Uh, I don't think I've seen anything that he's done.
0: And then this is just unbelievable. And to do it in a horror movie is really, really impressive. I can't say enough about this movie. I I gave it a 4.5. I was debating between a 4.5 and a 5. Fives for me are like transcendent movies. I could recommend them to i wouldn't say anyone but they go across any genre like i I don't even have to caveat them i just say this is so good that i don't even have to justify it a quiet place is very very good but i don't think i could say it's up there with some of the other all-time classics i mean when you when you hit a five you're in godfather territory you're in there's even some kind of ones that i have that are personal preference like Matrix and stuff like that. They're, they're really, really like transcendent movies for me that I can't get enough of. And A Quiet Place, just something about it just left me a half, smid short. If I was comparing it to just horror movies, it'd be a five. It's I can't think of a better horror movie off the top of my head, uh, maybe other than The Shining, but that's a weird one. So I'm at a four and a half. It's one of the best thrillers I've ever seen. I thought it was creative. I thought it was intense. I thought it was well-crafted. I, I absolutely loved it
1: yeah i was at uh so so i do my my scale a little bit different i think i do do mine based on uh based on class of movies mm-hmm. so uh, by genre uh so i think a five is the best in class mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that it's the best one in that class it's just right. the best best of that class mm-hmm. i i really really like this movie i gave it i gave it a four though uh it really lost me at at the end i and don't so i i could be a four and a half uh, i i'm not
0: but since you box yours off into genres Mm -hmm. what what is better for you in this genre
1: well i don't want to see something i've already seen and i saw signs already and so that that's what when it when it pulls okay so hold on i'm gonna challenge this no no it it pulls i was like god i've already seen that
0: how do you give a five to any superhero movie then they're all derivative of each other
1: they're all fives why
0: that makes no sense though (laughs) if you're saying something copies another and that automatically brings it down How could
1: that's why Black Panther is only three and a half? You know, the the first ones that that came out, but what I'm saying is very different.
0: But what I'm saying is Avengers 2 should or Infinity War should not be able to get a five because it's derivative of the first Avengers.
1: I mean, if it's the same plot, if it's the same plot as the first Avengers, well, yeah,
0: you can pretty much boil every superhero movie, it's if you want to, down to some of the same key plots over and over again.
1: Elements that this one's using,
0: I don't know. I I think you're picking and choosing where to use this well, logic. At. Well, first of all, every movie ever no, I'm, is I'm almost comparing
1: a... to other other superhero movies, and so Avengers gonna be compared okay. to other superhero. But aren't movies.
0: Signs in a Quiet Place in the same kind of bucket? Yes. And okay. I,
1: and it copied that piece from Signs. Okay. So it it I liked it less. Just like if Black Panther was the first superhero movie that I saw, I'm sure it'd be closer to a five. But I had seen that same arc, that same. <laughs> yeah, the same comparison of a good good black panther versus a bad black panther you know and the, it is the same thing throughout that it's like Ugh, I've, se- I've seen this before so it's harder to get there but
0: there are so many action movies and comic book movies and superhero movies that we've seen that are like i said derivative of each other and almost every movie in modern day takes from something else it's like those films from a while back that everything is a remix everything's borrowing from everything so well, at some point you would get the, to the, the point. hero's journey you well know. no but at some point even then inside of marvel movies there's a marvel formula i mean that's why people talk about the marvel formula so yeah, that that's why if
1: you, if you look at my ratings on marvel movies they and the solo films are, are going are trending downward unless they do something different so civil war they brought everybody together, and these are different heroes that are fighting different ways in a really badass scene. And uh, that's uh, different
0: just, than yeah, Avengers.
1: Yeah, they fight each other.
0: I know, but I think you're picking and choosing where you that decide. That was
1: something different that I've never seen before. And it was really <laughs> freaking cool. And so it got. You mean to
0: tell me superheroes fighting other people with super hero- with superpowers is not Captain America fighting Iron Man?
1: Yeah, that was that was because, not done in to, Avengers.
0: So what I'm saying is, you're arbitrarily picking and choosing when something is the same versus when it's different to you. You're I'm saying, saying that
1: science. I'm saying that was such a cringing moment. Ugh, Ugh. this is science. I've just I've seen signs. right, but you don't sit there.
0: But it. you don't sit there in Avengers and say, "Oh, this is just another big bad guy." Or when, I did. When, I did in Black Panther. Well, I go, this is the same Well, Right, but what I'm saying slot. is you're picking and choosing which movies you're applying this to. By your logic, you should not be able to give hardly any superhero movies a five, because we've all seen essentially the same kind of thing before in these movies.
1: No, they, when, when they give me something different, then I, then well, I like well, right,
0: it. but did Quiet Place not give you something different for all the other pieces that didn't overlap signs? Got it to a four. Okay, but and when then,
1: I... And then the climax of the movie, which... Arguably, is the most important part. You you hit me with something that we've already seen, and it's like, oh, <laughs> that's what that's what got okay, me. Okay,
0: but what I'm saying is, you, you're pick, you're choosing to look at something like Civil War and say this this little sliver of them, fight, Iron Man fighting Captain America, is so different that I can
1: give it a five. But over here, I'm not saying a little sliver. I'm saying the whole thing in Civil War is just, just a very well done, different movie than than the rest of them. And
0: okay, and a quiet place isn't. You're, you're telling me that only one sliver of a quiet place was the same as Signs. And so that's another. I'm saying,
1: I'm saying the climax, the the uh, sure. point of the movie right there is the ending. Of how it left me was the same same thing. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm
0: just saying that if you're saying that A Quiet Place was original and creative, you liked it, you enjoyed it, and this one little piece reminded you of Signs. And then when you go over to Civil War, you say. You know, it's all the same, but this this little piece of Iron Man fighting Captain America was
1: was different enough that it's going to save it. And I can now give it a five. Like I don't understand yeah, well, all all of, all of Civil War w- was different. <laughs> oh my I'm God. saying if if you got to the end of a Quiet Place and then, <laughs> and then you found out that the whole movie was in reverse, like oh that that's cool. Oh wait, I saw it in Memento. You know, Memento did it first. You know, it, it takes away from that. Could it have been a five star movie? Yeah, but Momentum did it first, and yeah. so it's like, okay, the whole movie is backwards. I think you know?
0: I think you're being selective as to how hard you're being on a movie like A Quiet Place when you are more forgiving
1: on the other ones like the comic book movies. The the Quiet Place it had me, it had me, and and that's that that's the problem. with It was a bigger letdown. It, it had me throughout the movie, <laughs> and then it just hit me with that. ugh.
0: I'm not following your logic. I don't understand. And so every time that you give a superhero movie five stars from now on, I'm going to question it because it's just in some ways derivative of every other superhero movie.
1: You keep saying derivative. Yeah. But it's like the, I mean, if you're saying the, the hero's journey, yes, but I'm saying it's, oh, I'm sure it's the more than the exact same plot device, you know, and using it again, then, then yeah. Again, Black Panther, I use as an example, which is why I got three and a half and not a five. Again, had I seen that first, it was the first superhero movie and it wasn't Iron Man fighting another Iron Man. You know that's the first thing that we've seen. I was like, "Oh, that's probably a five-star movie," but because I've seen this so many times, Hulk versus another Hulk. You know, it's a bad Hulk now, and it's like I've seen that before, and so it keeps it lowers in the rating. That's why it's not a five-star movie.
0: I don't know. There we are. Four.
1: Four. Four. Quiet Place is a four.
0: (laughs) I'm. You can give it whatever you want. I'm just. I'm questioning your logic here. I'm questioning your logic severely. Four. I I will now be looking at all of your five-star movies from here on out and finding anything that I think resembles the movie that came before it and I will veto your five if I find any piece of it that is from a previous installment of you another can. movie. And
1: if it hits me in the face while I'm watching it saying, oh, that, that's from right. from that. And, and
0: that's the key piece because yeah, you... All of a sudden, he's not a cripple. And he's the you're, mastermind you're, behind everything. You're not... It's,
1: oh, that's Kaiser Soze. Like, well, you I've will
0: not let anything from Infinity War hit you in the face like that. That's the difference. You, you're, you're blind. Infinity War is already a five. Right. So we don't that's what I'm you're saying. Yeah. But... I don't understand how it could be a five based on your logic. That's all I'm saying.
1: You've never seen all of this before. Not like this. Right. Right.
0: All right. So four and a half for me, four for you. Best movie. We both agree. Best movie of 2018 so far and absolutely worth seeing. And your heart will be in your throat the entire movie. That does it for us. Be sure to go to twoviewsmovies.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast. You can hit us up on email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. If you really like it, please go over to one of the app stores and subscribe and leave us a rating there. We'll catch you next time.